Why Do We Sound So Good? Because we're at Dead Aunt Thelma's studio and Mike Moore is engineering for us. Thanks, Dead Aunt Thelma's. Thanks, Mike. Hey, everybody. I am Susanna Mars, and welcome to Adventures in Artslandia. I am so delighted to be sitting across from Christopher Mataliano and Andrea Bartoloni. Chris is the general director of the Portland Opera, and Andrea is an immigration and business lawyer, but more importantly in this context, he is the honorary consul of Italy for the state of Oregon. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Great right. yeah. to be here. Ciao. 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 Ciao, carissima. Buon pomeriggio. Si. Okay, what's that mean? Good afternoon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there would be some other more beautiful Buongiorno. way to say hello. Buon pomeriggio. Well, we're, we're talking all about Italian today because coming up at Portland Opera is Verdi's La Traviata, one of the most beloved grand operas, and it's going to be running November 2, 4, 8, and 10, and it's a luscious grand opera telling the story of the brilliant and beautiful Parisian courtesan Violetta as she falls in love with Alfredo. And this is a beloved piece in Italy, yes? Oh, yeah. One of the classics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, it's an opera that I can't imagine. I mean, you would know better, Andrea. I, I assume everyone growing up in Italy must have some contact with Rigoletto, Traviata, right? See, Aida. Aida, right. The, the great Verdi masterpieces, mm-hmm. right? That. And Verdi was a, an important figure in Italian history. <clears throat> yes. And some of his work are very, uh, they're very touching to Italians because uh, he grew up in the um, 1800s, which is a pivotal century in, in Italian uh, history. Yeah, it was That's, interesting. I was reading a little bit about it, and I really didn't know anything at all, but I learned that Verdi really, through his music, was a big part of the unification of the country. Yes, and you know, people think about Italy, and they think about Rome, and how old our, our country is, but really, we've been unified since 1860. Mm. So... We are a very young uh, nation, and between 1840 and 1860, yes. the Risorgimento, and Verdi was a pivotal, you know, played a pivotal role, uh, was able to free Italians from the power that was exerted before by the German and Austrian and the Spaniards, and that we were unified as a country. Hmm. And uh, in fact, if, I believe Verdi was... Uh, was elected to the first parliament. I read that. Yeah. I was. was fascinated. Yes. Now, if, listen, if he had only composed, he wrote 26 operas. If he had nothing but write 26 operas in his lifetime, he'd still be seen as one of the great geniuses of the 19th century and mm-hmm. 19th century art. Mm-hmm. And not only Italian art, and just in, in the world of uh, opera and theater, but the fact that he was such a mensch, he was such a, a, a key figure in being a very devoted patriot to Italy, and as Andrea mentioned, being a key figure in moving forward and helping to advocate for the unification of Italy to throw off foreign rule and become a unified country. Mm. Actually, a, a little bit of a tidbit, which perhaps you know, V-E-R, V-E-R-D-I, Verdi, mm-hmm. um, became an acronym for... Uh, Vittorio, Vittorio Emanuele, Emanuele Re d'Italia. Right. In other mm-hmm. words, uh, you know, those, those letters had a second meaning, uh, you know, um, long live Vittoria, king of Italy, oh. re d'Italia. So. It was actually a way for Italians during that period to to manifest their support of the Risorgimento and the change. Mm-hmm. And so you'll see Viva Verdi written on the walls in the cities and stuff mm. like that. And they were doing that so they would avoid being persecuted by... Uh, whether, you know, the, whoever the emperor at the time was. Hmm. It so. was interesting, I noticed that you have a female director on this piece, which mm-hmm. I thought was wonderful. In mm-hmm. light of the piece, you know, when you're programming nowadays with all the various political uh, situations that are coming up, how to address these stories, which are so fascinating, just the, to distill them down to the purity of love, 
kindness, compassion. This story speaks to all of those things, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's exquisite in that. It's a universal tale. Uh, you know, the opera is based on a play, which is based on a novel, uh, you know, of um, uh, Lady of the Camellias by... Uh, Alexandre Dumas. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Dumas, Dumas Jr. Mm -hmm. it, it's his father that wrote The Count of Monte Cristo. Mm -hmm. And what, not, what might not be known to our listeners is that this was considered a very radical opera at the time because it was set as a contemporary a story. Mm. It was... It was this was not Verdi writing about kings and queens and foreign leaders. This is Verdi writing about a real love affair that actually happened during his time. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was considered quite modern mm -hmm. uh, in the 1850s when it premiered because uh, the audiences were coming to La Scala and seeing themselves on stage. They weren't seeing, you know, Nabucco mm -hmm. or uh, other foreign, um, you know, time periods. Uh, so it's it's something to keep in mind in that the piece itself has has a unique place in history, not only being one of his most beloved operas, but also because it's really the first modern dress opera mm. that was done. And there's no question the story itself is something anyone can relate to. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned the it, fact that Elise, Elise Sandel, a, a very gifted uh, director who was directed for us before. Right. I um, love that she was an assistant stage director for Faust, which was such a magnificently challenging piece. Yes. Uh, you know, brilliant, multifaceted. Yes. And she directed our production of Cosi Fan Tutte about 10 years ago. So mm -hmm. at least we've had a long relationship with, with Elise, and, mm -hmm. and I'm a big fan of her work. And so, um, but per your comment, I assume I'm one way uh, you're alluding to this moment in time, the mm -hmm. Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. um, in that we want very much to accomplish two things in our, in our artistic planning. One is uh, we want our stage to reflect the world we live in. So Claire Borovac, our director of artistic operations, is deeply committed to bringing diversity on stage. And mm. I think the casting in Faust is a good example of that. Yes. Um, and uh, she and I are both very committed to, uh, to making sure that we have female conductors and female directors every year mm -hmm. uh, and try and expand uh, the number of, of female artists that, that we have in positions of leadership. So, I mean, since you happen to mention that, I thought I would just make it a point to underline that. Yeah, it's, it's, I really it's, appreciate it. It's a key part it. of who we are. Yeah, it is. And I, I, I'm always interested in, in organizations and how we absorb visiting artists, conductors, and how we are changed, you know, and, yes. and enlightened by them. And it's really exciting that you're doing that. Yes, Thanks. So uh, the story was written 165 years ago, but mm -hmm. obviously it's still very, very relevant. And there was a particular aria that I, we had talked about Italian and how beautiful it is, and I don't speak any Italian, but there was one aria that I loved. Ah, forse lui. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm a little no. bit off. On yeah, that. Was how was good. that? Bad, you had to bad, roll bad. your R, but forse lui. Forse, forse lui. Yeah. Ah, forse lui. <laughs> what did I say? Maybe uh, him. Yeah, maybe, exactly. Uh, maybe Fosley, maybe him. he'll be the one is really what she's saying there. She's just met Alfredo at the party. She's uh -huh. been introduced to him. Uh-huh. And, you know, uh, for those that are unfamiliar with the story, we're dealing with a a, a very uh, highly regarded uh, Parisian courtesan, mm -hmm. right? A, a woman that, a, a kept woman, but uh, but Violetta runs in very high Parisian circles, societal mm -hmm. circles. Her parties are big posh affairs. Um, she's now, uh, when we meet her, she's being, she's, the, her lover is the Baron Dufal, older gentleman, wealthy gentleman. Um, and she's a very highly regarded courtesan. Right. Uh, and, uh, and she's introduced to Alfredo at the party, and he 
professes his love for her and, in essence, tries to convince her to allow him to love her um, and to allow him to take her away. It's uh, so interesting because it just reminds me of um, it, Bridget Jones' diary. He oh. wants to love her for who she is. Mm-hmm. And it's such a beautiful sentiment. Yeah. And that Violetta is a beautiful woman mm-hmm. in so many ways. She's educated. She's mm-hmm. beautiful. She's well-spoken. She's kind. She's a, a lovely soul. And she, the tragedy of the piece is that she does allow Alfredo into her life. And she loves him with all her heart and soul. I mean, her love is like truly complete and overwhelming, uh, but she eventually comes to the realization that, uh, she says in the Italian, you know, even if, even if God forgives me, man never will. Mm. L'uomo implacabile, right, she sings. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, so she comes to the realization that the society she lives in will never truly accept her because of her past. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, she, ends up, she ends up doing what she feels is in the best interest for Alfredo, which is to leave him, even though she loves him desperately. Mm. Um, so it's a uh, you know it's an opera that has many levels, but one of them is our acceptance of others uh, and and our true acceptance of who they are, r- regardless mm. of their history, their past, their actions. You know, uh, and uh, and she's someone that uh, embodies um, a very special spirit and. And is a lesson in how to love purely, because you know her love music is really. I mean, you you meant that's the first of many examples. I'll mm-hmm. say Louis. Mm-hmm. That's the aria that that ends Act One, in which she's met him, and she has a, a moment of reflection. All of her party guests have gone, and she says, "Could this be? Could this be the one?" And then she says, "Nah, sempre libera. No, I, I must live free. I must be the party girl. I must, I must uh, repress and resist these inclinations." You know. Mm. Um, but he eventually wins her over. Mm. Would you both mind uh, maybe reading some of the English and the Italian from the uh, score? It would be so lovely. Sure. That'd be for, neat. For, for, you, mean, the, you mean that, for this aria? Yeah, for that aria, the A Forse Lui. A Forse Lui. A Forse Lui. So beautiful. We'll be glad to. Ah, Forse Lui, che l'anima, solinga nei tumulti, godea sovente pingere dei suoi colori occulti, lui che modesto e vigile, allegre soglie ascese e nuova febbre, destandomi all'amor. Mm. Di quell'amor, quell'amor che palpito. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I'm hearing, I'm hearing Andrea speak this, but I'm, but I'm also hearing the music in my head. You of know? course. <laughs> it's so you know, beautiful. The, I mean, listen, the thing with Italian, I mean, even hearing a native, a native speaker speak it, you realize that there's this inherent musicality to the language mm-hmm. that is why... Uh, in the hands of a Bellini or a Rossini or a Donizetti or especially a Verdi, it comes to life in a way that just is irresistible, right? Mm-hmm. When you have when you have you know the music of, of a genius combined with the lyric, the innate lyricism of the language itself, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it, I it's think, a match made in heaven. Yeah, for Italians, uh, um, it's this combination of, of the music and the language. And I was not trained in opera, but I think. A lot of Italian at this visceral appreciation and love for the medium, and uh, uh, you know we remember going to the opera when we were little kids mm-hmm. with our parents, and 
your 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 eye struck by how beautiful and the sound and everything. Mm -hmm. So I think it's an amazing medium. Yeah, and and there are opera companies. We were talking earlier. Uh, where their their mission statement is to do opera only in English, mm -hmm. whether it's whether it's Mozart, whether it's Wagner, whether it's Verdi, um, and there's no question that that there's a place for that, and mm. that you know um, to hear to hear opera sung in your native tongue, um, and uh, you know we occasionally will do a few seasons ago we did Mozart's The Magic Flute, originally of course set in German, but we chose to do it in English because there's a fair amount of English dialogue in it. And, and singing in English and singing in German is a little closer than singing in Italian and then singing in English. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I mean, the, the, here's an example. The big tune, one of the big tunes, and really one of the most heart-stopping moments in this is when, uh, is when Violetta <clears throat> sings, and I'm not a singer, but she sings uh, to Alfredo. Amami Alfredo Amami quanto tamo. All right, so now if you were to sing that in English, mm -hmm. the exact same melody. Ah, mm -hmm. love me, Alfredo. Ah, <laughs> love me as much as I love you, right? It, right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm intentionally sort of, you know, right. chopping it up. And, but but you, 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 you get the point, right? Yes. It's just, it doesn't... Uh, it's not as fluid. No, know? and just the nature of Verdi's melodies are so tied to the language. Right, that know? was one of the reasons I wanted to bring up the Italian when we were talking about La yeah. Traviata, because when you have the opportunity to look at the opera, and if you go, take a look at a translation you for yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah you absolutely must go. must go. Tickets are $35 <laughs> or $10 if you're studying Italian, if you're a or, student. Or if you're a student, period, regardless mm. of what you're studying. But we yes. would love especially... For all those studenti italiani out there to yes. uh, to come uh, to come to this traviata, because yeah. it's so much fun to look at the depth of of the sentiment in English and Italian, and to also compare notes in translations, and mm -hmm. because obviously in the language it was written in the language that it was intended to be spoken and sung in mm -hmm. has a whole different meaning. Every language carries with it all sorts of fascinating um, emotional pieces mm -hmm. and it's just it's so much fun i just love hearing the italian it's great to, to talk about <laughs> it and uh i wanted to mention also because we had talked about christine christine, christine richardson, richardson who did the costumes and uh she is a wonderful designer at portland opera and in fact i was driving home from artist repertory theater the other night and i passed the mercantile and there's one of her costumes in the window yes. it was just absolutely yes. exquisite yeah. you just have such an incredible cadre of artisans at portland opera i'm very lucky i work with extraordinary people uh, mm -hmm. on a daily basis that are very good at their jobs and Deeply committed to this art form and and highly professional, special people. So they, you know, they are they are a huge part of why I get out of bed in the morning and, and go to the operas because I work with such a gifted a gifted team. And and Christine is also an example. She's our she's the director of our costume shop, but she also happens to be designing the costumes for this. Mm -hmm. She she manages all of the costume costume shop activities. Mm -hmm. But the costumes you'll see in Traviata are exquisite. Exquisite. Uh, and uh, we have a wonderful soprano, a Romanian soprano named Aurelia Florian, that's making her debut with us. Mm -hmm. She just arrived here from Europe a few days ago, and I ran into her after her costume shop fitting. Uh, and her English is a little stilted. She speaks decent Italian. So mm -hmm. we, were, we were trying to converse in Italian. Uh, and she said, oh, the costume is molto bella. I have, how you say, 
Goosebumps. Talking to patrons at a fundraiser for all classical radio, and this couple came up to me, and they were probably in their 60s. And the woman said, You know, my husband and I, we love theater, we love music, we don't go to the opera because, you know, we don't speak French or German or Italian. And I said, Well, you're aware we have English captions, we have a screen above the stage, and uh, every word gets translated. So, mm -hmm. you know, and, and she was totally unaware of that. She actually refused to believe me. I said, No, honestly, oh. I promise, <laughs> you know, you could be dropped at the opera nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> and not have to worry about whether you speak French if you're if you're seeing Carmen or right. Italian with La Traviata. Yes. So thank you for bringing that up. Yes, all of our performances we have English captions above the stage, mm -hmm. and people can just show up at the opera. And uh, enjoy. I would suggest you know people just start taking Italian. Then yes, you know they better. can get themselves some <laughs> pop quizzes at La Traviata. Every opera that you do with an Italian, you can just improve, improve. Same with yes. French. It's such a wonderful way to experience language. Yes. Yeah, we actually, one of the function of the Italian consulate is to issue visas mm -hmm. uh, for American students that go to Italy and, you know, are there for more than 90 days. Mm. And 90% of the visas that we issue are for students that are going to either learn Italian or, uh, uh, you know, romance and history. Mm. So... It's there is quite an interest in the language. That must be so lovely to pave the way for people to be there. And with obviously, you love your country. Of course, you know of course. both places. You live here, and and yeah. that's just a lovely thing to share. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for talking about Italian and La oh. Traviata. And you can look at all sorts of wonderful things at portlandopera.org. And uh, don't miss it. It's a beautiful story. Bring your kids. Yeah. Bring your families. It's a great first opera. Yeah. It's a great first opera. It's funny. It's, it's one of the most popular operas ever composed. And, you know, when we, no matter how many times you've seen a piece like Rigoletto or Butterfly or, or certainly Traviata, um, we realize the reason we keep going back to these works and we want to we want to hear them again and again is because they keep giving back. Mm. You know, you realize you're we, we remain with these masterpieces. We remain students all our lives, mm. and um, so whether you're seeing your very first opera, this is an excellent first opera, or whether you've loved Italian opera all your life, come back and fall in love with Traviata again because it's an opera like these great works. They continually 
surprise and delight us because they're so rich. There's so much to to explore. And so kind of, true. The yeah. story alone is yeah. enough to just what, what feed you. Dates? Uh, the dates are November <laughs> 2, 4, 8, and 10. What night are you going? I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm going the on the 10th. Night. Okay, yeah. You're going no, opening night. November 2nd, Fantastic. Friday the 2nd. Yes. And um, are you going to go to an Italian restaurant before? Of course. <laughs> yes, well, uh, Il Galonero is the best Italian restaurant in Portland, FYI. So All right, you, well, I so didn't know. I'm grateful for Il that recommendation. Il Galonero is uh, the place where I got married. Oh. Uh, and it's my favorite Italian restaurant, so oh. I, I don't mind doing a plug for... Uh, it's on 9th and Everett yeah, in the Pearl District. Yeah, I so. love it. And it's the closest to how you eat in Italy, you know, I'm, I'm you know, an Italian-American, right? Right. And so there's Italian-American food, and then there's authentic Tuscan, uh, you know, food that you might eat at a trattoria in Italy, and this is the closest to that. Oh, so it's nice. not it's not what people might typically think of as Italian-American. It's authentic Italian food. So immerse yourself in the world of Italy. Visit <laughs> Andrea at the consulate. Yes, please. Yes. No. <laughs> Come are, see La Traviata. We are actually open to the public on Wednesday mornings. Is that right? From 9.30 to 12. Oh, lovely. And why? And the public comes by, and typically, what, why would it be a reason that the general public would drop uh, by the consulate? ciao, Andre. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, we provide technical services like visas and uh-huh. uh, uh, passports and okay. uh, we have an economic development side mm-hmm. so we work with Italian companies that are in the United States mm-hmm. we work through the museum to bring Renaissance paintings there was a show about a couple of years ago yes you know OMSI had a show on uh, Pompeii uh-huh. right that was about, yeah so the, and then you know we have exchanges with uh, OHSU the medical schools mm-hmm. and uh, we have a sister city Portland Bologna exciting so there are exchanges between students and there's, so there's a lot of activity that the Italian community is proactive and we invite not only the Italian community but you know anybody that lives in Oregon yeah well celebrate Italy and Giuseppe Verdi with Portland Opera And uh, thank you so much, Chris and Andrea, for talking to me a little bit about the beautiful opera La Traviata. Don't miss it. Thank you. Mille grazie. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Adventures in Artslandia. Download the Artslandia app on iTunes, where you're going to find a comprehensive arts calendar that's the best in the West. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Artslandia.